0: Morning, Mithraum. Wishing you all an auspicious Radhasaptami, or Surijayanti as it is called. As the name indicates, this festival falls on the seventh day of Magashukla Paksha, the bright face of the moon. It symbolizes Surya symbolically turning his chariot drawn by seven horses towards the northern hemisphere, marking the transition from the southern one. It also marks the birth of Surya and is celebrated as Surya Jayanti. In a way it marks the beginning of the harvest season and is an auspicious moment for the farmers. We take a look at the significance of the sun worship as well as a brief look at one of the most famous sun temples in India, the Konarak Sun Temple. Welcome. Historically speaking sun worship is rooted in most ancient civilizations. The sun believed to be the giver of life energy on earth was revered and worshipped in various forms. And one of the most sacred mantras of Hinduism, the Kayatri Mantra, was dedicated to Samitra, the sun deity. As per Hindu tradition, Gayatri is believed to be an aspect of Saraswati, Lakshmi, and Parvati combined together and one of the main forms of Adishakti. Her five heads represent the Vedas of ancient Aryans and the Almighty himself. She is one of Brahma's consorts and is believed to be the source of all his energy. Which helps in creation. The mantra is named after Gayatri as it consists of the three padas of eight syllables having 24 syllables in each tanja. And the Sanskrit word for song or hymn is Gayatra and Gayatri is a feminine form of it. Savitra was one of the Vedic deities and one of the Adityas, so-called as they were believed to be the sons of Aditi. Celebrated in 11 hymns of the Rigveda is sometimes associated with Surya, other times distinct. And generally considered as a divine influence of the sun, it is believed represents the sun before sunrise and after that it is Surya. Post the Vedic period, though Savaitar was not present, though often invoked in the Kayatri Mantra. Symbolically speaking, Radhisattami represents Surya turning his chariot or Rad, drawn by seven horses with Aruna as the chariot towards the northern hemisphere. These seven horses are also said to represent the seven days of the week, while the chariot has 12 wheels representing the 12 signs of the zodiac, and is considered as one full year. Radhasaptami sees the spread of cosmic energy and light from Surya. It is believed that Surya was born on this date to sage Kashyap and Aditi, and hence is also marked as Surya Jayanti. Generally, people take a bath in the river or sea, invoking Surya and holding several ekka leaves on their head. Argyam holding water on the palms is offered to Surya in order to invoke his benevolence. The Akka leaves are also called as Arka in Kannada, jiledu in Telugu, erku in Tamil and they are to Surya what the Tulsi leaves are to Vishnu. The shape of the plant is believed to represent Surya and seven leaves are placed on the body during the bath, one on the head, two on the shoulders, two on the knees and two on the feet. It also involves doing a puja with the Naivecham offered to him along with flowers. The most commonly offered prayer is the Aditya Hurdiyam, a devotional hymn recited to Rama by Rishi on the eve of the great battle with Ravan, along with the Kayatri Mantra. People in Mysore Melkote carry the sacred Surya Mandala icon of the god. The Saptami is also an important festival in most Vaishnavite temples like those of Srirangam Melkote, Asurya, is believed to be another aspect of Vishnu. In Tirumala, in fact, Radha Sattami is believed to be a mini Brahmatsuvam where Malyapa Swami is carried around the Madha streets in a position along with Devi and Bodhevi. One of the oldest deities in the Vedic tradition, he is mentioned in the Rig Veda as Dispeller of Darkness, one who empowers knowledge, good and all life. The Veda specifies Surya to be the Prakriti, creator of the material universe, while in the Brahmanas he is invoked along with Agni. In the great epic, Surya is the father of Sagriva and the mentor of Hanuman, while Ram claims descent from him in the Rama and the Siruvanshi Kshatriyas. In the Mahabharata, he is reverentially called at the beginning as the eye of all universe, soul of all existence, origin of all life, goal of the Samkhya's and yogis and symbolism for freedom and spiritual emancipation. Karna is the son of Surya and also gifted the impregnable Kavach by him as well as the Kundalas. Traditionally Surya is represented as a shining effigence on a chariot driven by seven horses which are named after the seven metres of the Vedanga, Gayatri, Brihatri, Usni, Jagati, Tristuba, Anastuba and Pankti. His chariot is Aruna while the two female deities flank him are Usha, the goddess of dawn, and Pratyusha both with arrows symbolising the victory of light over darkness. As per the Brihat Samhita, a Hindu text on architecture and iconography, Surya should be shown with two hands wearing a crown. Some of the icons show him wearing a cloak influenced by Greek and Kushana style. Surya has 12 different names often referred to as Vadasan Namawali. They are Mitra, friend of all. Ravi, the one who roars. Surya, the brilliant one. Banu, the bright one. Kaga, one who moves in the sky. Pushan, one who nourishes. Hiranyagarpa, the golden source of universe. Maricha, Lord of the Dawn, Aditya, son of Aditi, Savitr, the, the Eroser, Arka, one who is fit to be praised, Bhaskara, the Enlightening One. Apart from these, there are twelve Adityas who are basically different forms of Surya for each month of the year, based on the intensity of this radiation. These are Dhata in the month of Chaitra, Aryama in the month of Vaishaka, Mitra in the month of Jesha, Varuna in the month of Ashara, Indra in the month of Shravan. Vishwanta in Bhadrapada, Twashta in the month of Ashwin, Vishnu in the month of Kartika, Amusamana in the month of Margasira, Bhaga in the month of Pushya, Pusha in the month of Maga, and Parajanya in the month of Falguna. As Parajanya he showers rain, as Twashta, he resi- resides in the trees and herbs. He makes the footprints drains grow as Posha, he exists in the wind as Aryama, as Bhaga, he exists in all living beings, while he is in fire as Vishwanta. He destroys the Adras as Asuras as Vishnu. While as Varuna, he is in the water and as Mitra, in the moon and oceans. One of the most famous sun temples in India is that of Konark in Odisha. This 13th century temple built by King Narsimadeva of the Ganga dynasty of Odisha is also nicknamed as the Black Pokoda. According to legend, Samba, the son of Lord Krishna, was cursed with leprosy. He was granted freedom from this curse by worshipping sun god on the eastern coast near Puri. The spot where Samba worshipped the Surya is called as Konarka, Kona meaning corner and Arka meaning the sun. So in effect, this place means the corner of the sun. Aspur per another legend, the architect constructed the temple had a vexing problem for aligning the dome in the proper place. The architect's son found the solution to the problem but it could have meant depth for the craftsman and dishonor for his father. So he sacrificed his life to protect the lives of others. Legends apart, the architecture and conceptualization of the temple courtyard is just awesome. To all those who think anything Indian means backward, I invite them to take a look at this temple. Certainly, no backward, uncivilized people could have produced this marvel of architecture. The entire temple is conceived as a chariot of the sun god, pulled by seven horses, each horse representing the day of the week. These seven exquisitely carved horses are complemented by 12 wheels on either side. Representing the values of time, unity, completeness, justice, perfection and movement, and each of these wheels stands for a fortnight, or is a period of 2 weeks. You see the equation, 7 days, 12 months and 24 fortnights which make up for 1 year. Konark is not just a temple but also the proof that Indian civilization was highly advanced in the field of astronomical sciences. Long before the west discovered that the earth revolves around the sun, India already knew this fact and not just the fact that the earth revolves around the sun but also the divisions of time and built a monument in its honour. At the entrance to the temple you have the Gajisimha, a pair of lions pouncing on elephants. The local guides have an explanation for this that the lion represents Hinduism and the elephant represents Buddhism. After the death of Ashoka, many rulers spread Hinduism vigorously and it was during this time that Shankara started the revival of Hinduism in order to counter the increasing appeal of Buddhism. Orissa is one of those places which had a strong Buddhist presence and the Hindu kings of Odisha indulged in encouragement of Hinduism to counter this. While the temple is slightly different from the standard Oriya temples, the basic features of Orissa architecture are well preserved. The Sanctum sanctorum was in ruins and vicifact is close to the public. The saying goes that the early days of the morning sun used to directly fall on the deity. There are four different phases of Surya around the four sides of the temple. In fact, during the noon, the rays of the sun fall directly on the sanctum sancturum. Truly, the temple is a wonder in all senses. The 39 meter high audience hall, the Natamandir or the dance hall, and the ruined temple of Chaya, the sun god's consort are still there. Another feature is the profusion of erotic sculptures on the temple walls. After Kachuraho, Konark is the place. Noted for these sculptures, voluptuous females, handsome males in different stages of lovemaking are to be seen on these walls. You have the couples engaging in every sort of sexual position which I've heard of and read of. Now, why these chaotic sculptures? One reason was that during, time, many were con- during this time, many were converting to Buddhism and becoming monks, and Hindu rulers worried over the declining population of Hindus. Used this as a means for the people to come back to the pleasures of a normal householders' life. Another, says that, another theory states that the sun being given of life, the erotic sculptures were a way of celebrating the very foundation of life, the sex between the male and female. Or it could have been that Indian culture is always eros, associated with erotic. Witness the Kama Sutra, the Kajraha, Kalidasa's Kumar Sambhava. Or is that the ori, Oriya culture had a strong under, erotic undercurrent of eroticism? in it? The most erotic depiction of the Radha Krishna romance was by Chayadeva and Kita Kovenda. There are many a theory for it, but that is, I, live, I leave it to the scholars to analyze and get the answers for it. Once again, on the occasion of Surya Jayanti, wishing you a very auspicious Pradasaptami and may the blessings of Surya Bhagawan be always with you. Amen.